This is Dave LaGreca of Busted Open, and I know two extremely passionate fans about AEW, Paul Zartman and Tanner Lee. That's right, Paul and Tanner. I love what they bring to the table on the Kicking Out Podcast. That's right, the Kicking Out Podcast with Tanner Lee and Paul Zartman. Are you listening to me? If you want the latest on AEW and you're an AEW fan and you want to get the scoop, you listen to Paul and Tanner right now on all podcast forums. I'm talking, you go to the podcast store, you lay down your money, and you buy the Kicking Out podcast. You do it now. If you love AEW, you'll love Tanner and Paul. It's Wednesday night. You know what that means. Another brand new episode of the Kicking Out Podcast. I'm Tanner Lee alongside my co-host Paul Zarman. We're recapping yet another action-packed Wednesday night of Dynamite. This one's from Pittsburgh, a.k.a. for one night only, Britsburg. It was a great show. Uh, I'm looking forward to covering it. A lot of action. Uh, I don't want to say total nonstop action because, you know, (laughs) That that's a little cliche at this yeah. point, but hey, it's still good. It was a lot of action, fast paced. The show moved at a really, really fast pace. Uh, went by really oh, yeah. quickly. Um, but I thought it was a better show than I was anticipating. Looking at the match card in advance, I wasn't too hyped about this one, no. especially with what's coming up in in the AEW world. We got the first Rampage episode coming up this Friday night, and then I think I think I'm not alone in saying what everybody's waiting for next Friday night. August 20th, the first dance. Everybody knows what to expect. Feels like it's going to kick everything off. Not that everything hasn't been great, but after that, then you get the the, the Chicago shows all out. I mean, that's that's where everything's going to really boom. You know, um, not to steal a line from the other show, but they used to have the road to WrestleMania, or they still do have the road to WrestleMania. I feel like the first dance is the start to the road to all out. Yeah, I mean, I mean, we're definitely on the road, but it's it's like that's where it's going to get heavy. Um, mm-hmm. You know, it's also SummerSlam weekend next weekend, so it's going to yeah. steal some thunder away from that. Uh, that was definitely intentional. Um, CM Punk's still denying it, though, as of right now. <laughs> but if you watch yeah, the interview, got... <laughs> his facial expression, he's coming. His yeah. facial expressions uh, kind of gave it away. What again, do you yeah. say? Oh, I got a... I, I got a... Don't tell anybody, but we might have a a showing that night. A showing for heels, yeah. So, which Mm -hmm. which looks really good. I'm really intrigued by that. But uh, yeah, uh, Fightful Select Sean Ross Sapp had a report, I believe it was yesterday, that um, three different sources have told him that Punk looks like he uh, never left the ring. He looks in great shape. So uh, that's good to hear because. I will be honest, even though I'm a fan of CM Punk, towards the end of his WWE tenure back in 2014, he was looking pretty sluggish there at the end. I know he wasn't in the best health, but uh, his matches right. there at the end weren't weren't very good. He wasn't in the best health. He had been touring nonstop yeah. from an injury here or there. 
since he came to the company, and I think it just got to be too much for him. Sure. If if he's going to come back, it's definitely got to be under a um, not part time per se, but not a full time. I've got to be in the ring five days a week. Type. It is. It is interesting to me that ever since the initial announcement of the first day of rampage, um, they haven't done anything like that to draw the CM Punk chance. I know. I know. We'll, like we'll see. Uh, saving up. I'm sure something will happen uh, on Rampage on its debut mm-hmm. this Friday night. And then we still got Dynamite next week. Right. Dynamite next week from Houston. I know yeah. Sammy Guevara is really looking forward to that one. And he'll be in action next week against Sean Spears. But let's get right into Dynamite this week. Paul, I'll let you take it away. Yeah. Uh, we start off with a backstage segment with MJF and Wardlow. MJF tells Jericho that he's already defeated Jericho twice. He and he has yet to win that he has got to really be bothering or that has got to really be bothering Jericho. MJF says Jericho has gone through so much over the past couple of weeks, but it's made for some great TV. He says Jericho is so close to a match against him, but he has to first deal with the most dangerous man in wrestling Wardlow. It kind of goes on a little bit more. Wardlow says he's definitely going to beat Jericho. MJF looks at him and goes, yeah, like you beat Cody in the cage. And hands him the apple. Yeah, and says, uh, don't lose this one. And then, yeah, and then get the Wardlow job done tonight. squashes the apple in his hand. I like that. Mm-hmm. It took me back to last year with the little teases of the ultimate breakup between the two. I get a little evolution vibe with Batista, Triple H. I like that because I think they're going to hold off on it for a long time, as they should. But when it happens, it's going to be a great moment in AEW history. Yeah, I've uh, definitely started to get more and more of those Evolution Batista vibes from Wardlow down to the whole, you know, before I, he drops them now. I got to be honest, though, and, and I knew Jericho was going to win tonight. I don't like seeing Wardlow take losses. He's taken too many. Yeah, uh, really. I mean, every, every big match he's been matches. in, he's lost. Yeah, the only big matches he's won has been against Hager. And, and he lost that cage fight against well, Hager. Which, well, Hager wasn't going to do that if, he, if they were going to have him lose because it was an actual MMA background. But exactly, um, you just—I mean, I don't know. I, I, I want to see him be in a big storyline where he gets a win. Hopefully, that's uh, coming soon. I think it's coming sooner rather than later. I hope so. Um, it was quickly announced that AEW World Champion Kenny Omega will take on Christian Cage at All Out on September fifth. Yeah, it's official. I. Uh, Still know how I feel about it. I think it'll be a good match. Don't get me wrong. These two guys are two of the best workers in, in, in the world, but um, I don't know. I just, I really wanted Hangman to get a, get a shot. But, but they're obviously, they got their reasons for doing what they're doing. And uh, we'll, we'll talk about a special announcement that uh, Christian Cage made coming up here mm-hmm. in a little bit as well. Uh, let's get right into the first match of the night. It was uh, the Elite versus... Uh, Dante Martin and the Seidel brothers. Um, one thing, they flipped the tunnels this week. They did. Um, <laughs> yeah, I noticed that right away, and I know you did in the first in the first match, and, and it stayed that way the whole night. I don't know if there was. I'm got maybe I'll have to pay attention uh, next week. Next week, I was going to say Friday on Rampage, but I don't know what the Rampage setup's going to look like exactly. Right. Um, we do know that the AEW uh, logo is going to be back on the canvas, which is going to be cool. Um, so yeah, that's who knows. Yeah. Maybe they just did it in this. I was going to say, maybe they just did it in this facility for some reason, but that still wouldn't make much sense. So, right. um, 
one thing I threw the Seidel brothers off. I gotta say, yeah, I did. <laughs> Running did. out all confused. Uh, one thing I wanted to ask you before we dive deep into the match is, do you like that the elite comes out to the BT song? <sighs> yes and no. Uh, to me, it signifies that they are the elite, mm-hmm. but I think they need something different so that that can stay on being the elite. Because when you hear that, you know, you've got the Dark Order, you've got Hollywood Hunk, who's doing whatever the heck he's doing over no, on I, the TV. I gotta be honest, I fast forward through the <laughs> They are, they make no sense. Nope. Maybe if they had some backstory to them, but there's literally no backstory to it. It's right. just this weird stuff happening. Right. Um, well, I, I want them to use yeah. that super elite song they used once. Yes. It's a really cool song. It's a really cool track, and I wish they used it more. I think they've only used it on TV one time. Yeah, um, I think they're saving it for some reason. I don't know what. <laughs> yeah, because, I mean, but, they're all together all the time, so. Yeah, yep. Yeah. Maybe they're uh, adding to the Elite, and then it'll truly be the Super Elite, and we'll see it more. I don't know. Could be. Speculations at this point. Mm-hmm. Um, Matt gets the best of uh, Matt Seidel gets the best of Matt Jackson as we get things going. Mike tags in and drops down on Matt's arm. Mike with a couple of arm drags on the champ. Martin tags in, but Matt is able to put him down and does some taunting. Martin with a huge drop kick. We got to talk about Dante's <laughs> offense through this entire match. The kid's 20 I years mean, old and he got the whole place on their feet a couple times. Um, yeah, I mean, I'm ready for Darius to come back too. Top Flight's one of my favorite teams, but I'll have to say Dante hasn't let anybody forget about him while his brother's out because exactly. he's taking advantage of the spotlight. And he was the star of this match. He might not got the, got the win, and he's taking more L's than he has wins at this point. But he's only 20, and he's he's a future star of the business. I think. Yeah, I mean, lots of back and forth action, lots of offense from Dante throughout the mm-hmm. entire match. Uh, the Young Bucks and the Elite, I should say, got in several cheap shots. Wouldn't expect anything less. No. Nope. Um, I was honestly waiting um, to see the Elite Hunter, Frankie Kazarian, which obviously he didn't show up for this. Um, but at one point during this match, I thought Dante was going to pull off the victory. There was a really close um, after he did some type of springboard, if if, I, if I'm not mistaken, off the top rope. Uh, he had a really close call. And I will admit that had me on the edge of my seat. I thought I thought he pulled the upset. Yeah. Um, one thing that threw me off, he went for a pin, and um, Rick Knox counted two, and then just sat there for a second and went, "Oh nope, nope." He kicked out. I'm like, he ha- was he supposed to kick out quicker? I mean, yeah, probably some miscommunication there. Yeah, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll blame Rick Knox for that. Yeah, it's easy to do. <laughs> uh, towards the end of the match, Omega with a huge Huracurana out to the floor on uh, Omega. My notes are wrong. That's not Omega <laughs> to Omega. but Yeah, uh, uh, either Dante or one of the Seidels. Yeah. yeah, gets back in the ring with a double springboard moonsault press on Matt for a two count. Martin finally runs into a big knee to the face. Everybody taking out everybody now. Omega mm-hmm. with a massive V-trigger on Martin went for the one-winged angel, and he got out of it. I'm not going to lie. I popped for that. Yeah. I mean, um, I didn't see that coming. 
No, especially from somebody like Dante. I mean, you know, if it was uh, Christian Cage or Hangman, I would expect it. But somebody like Dante, that just threw me off. I greatly appreciated that. Uh, Martin with a Pele kick, takes a V-trigger in the face, flips out of the Tiger Driver 98 with a roll-up, gets a two-count. Omega rolls through a backslide, V-trigger yet again, hits the one-winged angel this time. And then he gets a triple BTE to the face and the side of the head and the back of the head, the cover, one, two, three. It took quite a beating there at the end of the match. But like I said, they kind of gave Dante the ball, the ball tonight and then had him, had him run with it. And he took advantage of it. He came out looking like a bigger star than he did going in. And that's all you can ask for out of a young talent, an up-and-comer. And, and uh, good match. Um, AW does a yeah. great job with these high-action-paced whether if they're just a regular tag or trios match to begin the show, they do a great job of those. Yeah. And uh, I got to say Dante put himself over. Yes, he did. The fans may not have started out cheering him, but by the end of this match, they were Dante fans. Yep. He didn't get the biggest pop during the entrance, but no, nope. <laughs> he got him on their feet more times than not tonight. So if well done he, young man. If he would have gotten a three count, that roof would have exploded by the end of that match. That's yep. how quick the fans turned with him. Yep. And that's great to see because you don't see that a whole lot anymore. No, and it's just one of those guys who's been on dark and dark elevation more times than not, taking advantage of the bigger spotlight, the bigger show. Yeah. That's what we want to see all these younger guys, you know, when they get their time to shine, take advantage of it. And he definitely did that tonight. Post-match, uh, we see Tony Schiavone is in the ring, so you know he's going to get about three words out. Especially with uh, Callis out there. Oh, yeah. Uh, Don Callis snatches away the mic very quickly before Callis can say much more. Out strolls Christian Cage. Callis says Christian is a little outnumbered. There's 10 in the ring. And I'm sitting there as it went, as he said that, I'm going, there's only six of you. I think Don was playing the heel that can't do math tonight because when he sat down (laughs) at the commentary booth too, uh, he said something about, uh, there's uh, four of me to make up for you guys and, yeah. and then saying there's six. And then Shivani's like, that's seven. And yeah. it's like, yeah, he's just off tonight. He's, he's doing that on purpose. <laughs> yes. Uh, so Christian kind of stands there, kind of puts his arms up like he's shrugging and uh, Jurassic Express's music hits or Jungle Boy's music, I should say. <laughs> that was a pop. Yes. And what was weird, Jungle Boy wasn't on Luchasaurus's shoulders. This is one of the first times he's really come out in any form apart from a singles match where Luchasaurus was out due to injury that he didn't do that. And I like that, to be honest. Yeah. it shows. I don't growth. think he needs that anymore. Nope. It shows growth within uh, Jungle Boy and Jurassic Express. Yep. No Marco stunt, which made you really happy. <laughs> hey, I didn't have to say it. <laughs> um. Callis is still on the mic. He tells Christian he'll be facing Omega at All Out, which they are totally okay with. Apparently, um, my notes say there were some some CM Punk chants. I didn't catch I didn't hear any either, but... I've seen a couple tweets about this as well, that the crowd was chanting for Punk once they said All Out. I guess I was too focused on what Callis was saying. Yeah, it makes sense. I mean, the more they mention the Chicago shows, it's going to organically happen. Yep. Gallus says Christian is a hell of a ring general and Omega is going to make sure he gets the five-star match he's always wanted. He tells Christian to head back to the back 
because they aren't wrestling in Pittsburgh. Christian says, are you done talking, you carny piece of... <clears throat> Which, this was the second time this has been said by this point tonight. Yep. For those keeping track at home of how yep, many times getting, you can slide the S word yep, in. They're getting more and more. Christian says their match is locked in, but Omega has more than one title. Christian says Omega will face Christian for the Impact World Championship on Friday's debut of Rampage in the first ever match on Rampage. Yeah, it's a big deal and um, very fitting. I mean, Christian Cage was a legend in TNA in yep. his brief stint there. So it's fitting to think uh, maybe he can take the title off Kenny and then, yeah, an Impact guy still doesn't have the title, but a guy who's in there. I don't, actually, I don't think he is in their Hall of Fame, but a guy who is a legend in that company or, or will looked be at, eventually. Yeah, looked at as a legend. Well, he'll be in multiple Hall of Fames eventually, really. She should be. Um, should already be in one, and he's not. Right. Um, <laughs> no, a guy who's looked upon as a legend in that company having the title might, might mm-hmm. sit better. But honestly, I don't see Kenny losing the title, though. I think it'll be well, a good match. Or, or some shenanigans are going to happen or something because, yeah, they're fighting for a different title, but you're really going to, you're going to, already preview your uh one of your main events of your biggest show of the year two weeks beforehand i mean it could be champion versus champion that way could be um kenny kenny's got another title defense this weekend that nobody's talking about he's facing yeah. andrade yeah the triple mania this weekend nobody's talking about it nope i don't know if it's because that should that match actually isn't the main event of that pay-per-view which is mind-blowing to me i think that's um, it but I just don't understand. They're both talents in AW, and AW hasn't mentioned them once. You know, I, I honestly got thought this was the big the match. Maybe still will be that Andrade wins and gets that belt off of Kenny because Kenny doesn't even put it like on his pictures. It's Mm-mm. it's the it's the Impact title, the TNA title, and the AW title. It's like never the Triple A. So if I'm Triple A, I want to get it off. Yeah, but yeah. it is getting them. Well, even if Andrade wins, they could still get them TV time. He can still have it on AEW television. So either way, they still. And I see Andrade wearing it around his waist every single week, regardless. Yeah. So So we'll see. But um, no, I see Kenny keeping. I think when Kenny loses, it's got to be to an impact guy. It could be like to a Josh Alexander, for instance. I could see him winning it towards the end of the year or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. Um. With Christian's music playing, Jungle Boy says, you know, cut the music. He goes, oh, by the way, I talked to Tony Khan, too, and uh, we have a big match next week for the tag titles. And he almost lost his gum saying tag titles. Yeah, he did. Um, <laughs> I, I do like this, though, because I'm sitting there looking at the rankings today. I'm like, who are the Bucks got to face it all out? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe we get a tag team title switch next week and the Bucks get in a different program, maybe a tag team from New Japan and the Gorillas show up, and maybe maybe that's a pay-per-view match. I don't know. I don't know. I don't maybe know. that's what I'm hoping for, but... Um, lot that can happen between now I, and I don't know, because I just feel like Dark Order's not going to get the shot. The Varsity Blondes, we're going to give them a tag shot at a pay-per-view. Um, I think it's time um, to put it on Jurassic Express, honestly. Yeah, if they don't do it now, when are you going to do it? Because like I said, like we mentioned all the time, Jungle Boy is eventually going to become just Jack Perry. He's going to break off from that group. And then 
then you can't give him the titles. So. Exactly. And I think uh, he deserves it. Uh, yeah. Jungle Boy has... Now, mind you, Luchasaurus is great, too. Don't get me wrong. Absolutely. Very talented guy. Uh, he struggled with a few injuries. But Jungle Boy has been fantastic. He's carried Jurassic Express when Luchasaurus wasn't there to help. 100%. So I, uh, I, I think it's time. I don't know if they do it on a dynamite unless something drastic happens. Give them the titles. Give them a decent run. And have them split off and have Luchasaurus turn heel and change the gear up. That's yep. what I want. Yep, and I think that's how you do it. You get them to win the gold, and then they lose the gold, yep. and it's Jungle Boy's fault. He takes the pin for whatever reason. So Luchasaurus kicks his head off and becomes a heel. Yep. And yep. comes out in all black or something. Not all black, but, you know. Black and maybe some red or something. Yeah. For some, like, blood, T-Rex blood or something. So yep. make sure you get all your merch sales out Jurassic Express while you can. <laughs> We're not saying they're going to be gone anytime soon, but. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, we get a video package next for Malachi Black, who wonders if he actually is the bad guy in all of this. He did what he said he would do to Cody Rhodes, which was uh, go in, finish it quick, be strong, be dominant. Black says he feels like Cody has one foot in wrestling and one foot in the grave. He warns anyone who dares step to him. Yep. Uh, Malachi's interesting because he is, a, I mean, his character is a heel, but to the crowd, he's a tweener, if not almost a baby, because, uh, man, the crowd wants to cheer for him. He's just, uh, yeah. He's a, he's in a unique, Oh, yes. man. He just captured attention. I don't know how I'm trying to describe him. He just got that aura about him. <laughs> he does. He's, he's he does. so good in the ring. And and here, here's what I do. I don't know what you do with him right now, but I have him squash anybody and everybody that gets in his way until Cody ultimately comes back on TV, which is hopefully in October-ish. I hope they keep him off a little no. longer than last time. Not September 29th before uh, the debut of Roads to the Top? Well, you know, I would be more – I'd be okay with – as long as it's not within the next few weeks before all out. And, and I don't like him missing all <laughs> no. out two years in a row. Don't get me wrong, but you, you got to sell this a little bit. I it's feel like last a, year it was rushed. It's also a good way for him to start transitioning to more of the backstage this way too. He's yeah. not somebody you think of when you think of all out anymore. You know, no, no, that it's, type it's, of stuff. It's interesting. Um, it's, it's, and if he does say miss all out and comes back a full gear, we're getting some, um, repeat things happening in full gear every year. Cody gets hurt beforehand or, or whatever and comes back in full gear, and somebody's going to put the title on the line to where if they lose, they can never challenge for the titles again because Cody did it in 2019, the Bucks did it in 2020. So now somebody's going to do it for the TNT title this year. <laughs> yeah. Speaking of the TNT title, uh, we see a video package with Miro where he announces he will – take on Fuego Del Sol on Rampage this Friday. And if Fuego wins, he'll finally receive his AEW contract. The crowd's going to be hot for Fuego in Pittsburgh, but uh, uh, Master of the Tornado DDT is going to get twisted up all sorts in the uh, game over, and he's going to get bent like a pretzel. So as it sits right now, we have three matches for Rampage. Yep. In one hour. Yep. And they're all title defenses. I like it. That's a way to kick off a show. How long will these matches go? Because, I mean, I like Fuego, 
on Sammy's vlog. I right. haven't really watched much of him in the ring. He's only got one win. Yes. <laughs> um, I mean, Cutler only had one win, and then they turned him heel. So, yeah, ish. But you can't expect this match to go more than about five minutes. No, no, it's not. I think the other two will have uh, some lengthy time, but I think we'll get some promos and some other things too. I mean, it's not going to be all in ring. I think this show is going to be more centered around the in ring action than dynamite. Of course, in an hour, you can't have a ton of things going on, but I think we will have some other things to build for next week's shows and all out and et cetera. But yeah, I mean, I think Christian and Kenny, if that does end up being the match goes, I don't know, 25 minutes. Okay. Okay. And then the, uh, you think Christian still go that long? And that's not a knock against Christian. I'm just, I, well, I would get concerned at the 20 minute mark. If you, yeah. And if you're, if you, if you're going to do a long match, we know we can go 15, but if, right. if you're going to go a long match, maybe save it for all out. Yep. I don't know. Yep. I, uh, yeah, I'm I'm interested to see how they're going to pull this off. So, and Brit's going to be the main event. Oh, of course. It's so, Pittsburgh. which that one to me is the one that's going to go shorter than the Christian and um, Kenny Omega match. Yes, it will be the shorter of the three the two, yeah. title matches. Um, just because Brit's already beat Velvet in three minutes, so I say ten minute max. Then set up the rubber match with Thunder Rosa for All Out because we nope. haven't seen her lately on TV. So nope, man, uh, she's. Currently ranked number one. Yep. That, so. It's your her Statlander who's <laughs> undefeated. Yeah. And we'll talk about her coming up here in a little bit as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, next up, uh, Daniel Garcia with 2.0 versus Darby Allen and Sting, or with Sting. Um, great match. I got to give Garcia a lot of credit. They made a comment that he was in five matches in the last week. Uh, one of which being a 60-minute time limit match. Wow. Yeah, he's the one that Tony Khan always goes out of his way out of his way to mention, like today on Busted Open, saying he's a guy on dark and dark elevation that just keeps surprising everybody. And uh, so he's he's definitely one that the higher-ups at AEW are taking a liking to. Yep, and uh, he fought hard in this match, ended up falling to uh, the coffin drop or – as the best friends have started calling it, the coffin flop. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Post-match, 2.0 tries to attack Darby and Sting and ends in a mess. Sting beats up both of them, hits Lee with a suplex out on the ramp. Darby kind of slides in weirdly. and He did a spear-type thing. Yeah, and Lee slides out weirdly. It was a good segment, but ended weird. Yeah, um... And, you know, it was interesting that we, we made mention to it in the beginning about that interview with Punk. It was on the Saturday night's main event podcast, by the way, if you want to check that out. Yep. And they brought up Darby Allen. He said he really likes watching Darby. And he said nobody in the wrestling business should do a dive anymore because Darby's perfected it. That's pretty much what he said. Okay. Um, and I agree. Darby is the best. Uh, Ray Phoenix is pretty good at it, too. But we haven't seen Ray Phoenix in the ring for quite some time. Oh, um, I know. But Darby does make me worried sometimes how he goes so full bore. I'm like, man, if you keep this up, your career is not going to be very long. But they said the same thing about the Hardy Boys, Christian and Edge. Look, all four are still competing. So, yeah. Um, 
Next, we get a backstage segment with Death Triangle all finally together after weeks of one person missing or the other. Um, talking about they don't really know Andrade. They don't like him. They don't know why he's obsessed with Death Triangle. But says uh, pa uh, Pac says that the Lucha Bros need to worry about the gold and let him handle Andrade. He says he wants a match with Andrade, and if Andrade wants a match, he knows where to find him. Yeah, I want the Lucha Bros back in the title picture. Um, they need to They're be. too good. They're too good not to be. Ian Peck and Andrade, give me it all out. It could be the match of the night. But here's my only thing with the Lucha Bros. Not against the Bucks. Yeah, we've seen it too many times. Exactly. It's, they're fantastic. They have great times. chemistry, but we've seen it way too many times. And it is always back and forth, either, you know, Whoever won the last match loses this match, and it's back and forth like that, never-ending battle with these guys. I mean, I know I'm probably fresh. I'm probably mistaken here, but like the last time I remember them going for the gold was in the first tag team tournament on Diamond Dynamite Dynamite when they lost to SEU when SCU became the first crown tag team champions. I think you might be correct. So I think they might have had. If you win, you get a title match, but. They didn't win. It's just tough because Lucha Bros are tweeners too. You yeah. never know really if they're heels or, or baby faces. Exactly. Up next was the best friends versus uh, the Matt Hardy Hall of Fame. Uh, yeah, Hall of Fame. Family Hardy Office. Hardy Family Office. There the we go. Still wow. the dumbest name. It's been months yeah. <laughs> and I hate, I hate that name. Hate it. Still, it's been months and I still Hardy Family Office. Because it, it should be like Hall of Fame or Fame. something. It's HFO. Yeah. It, yeah, it's dumb. Yeah, so I don't. Yeah. I don't care about that faction at all. I don't. I no. They've taken private party. Now they wear casuals wear in the ring. Butcher and a blade. Well, Butcher's off TV. Blade's just there. Matt Hardy's doing a good job with his gimmick, but it just. I don't care about this faction. They just and then TH 2s floating around in the background, and, and they get TV time all the time. It, it, yep. I mean, yep. give me Team Taz on TV over these guys. Yes, please. Where are they? I want to see what They're happens. Backstage with... segments. That's all they're in anymore. Exactly. I want to see Cage and Starks one on one with Cage as a baby face. Mm -hmm. Just saying. And I understand Will Hobbs' mother passed away last week, but we haven't yes. seen Will Hobbs on TV in a while. Right. I, I want to see Hook in a match. I just give me them more. Like they're just built up to be this. They were a few months ago. They were the heel faction of the program, and now they're hardly ever on TV. Yeah. Um. I know. And hopefully Rampage helps get more people TV time. I think it will. Because I think it will. I mean, we're big AEW fans, but we can both say we don't watch Dark or Elevation consistently because there's only so much you can watch in a week. And I don't go out of my way unless I hear that one of the matches was just awesome or there's somebody on the card that catches my eye. I don't really go out of my way. I used to. At one time when Dark began, I watched it, but now that was oh, yeah. 16 matches, I don't right. really have time for that. When they were traveling and Dark was an hour long, I watched it. Yeah, when you had the Omega Janela match, that kind of kickstarted. Oh, we need to put these on a platform so people can watch. Yep. Which, speaking yep. of Joey Janela, you might have seen He's this. Heel. He, he turned heel against Sunny Kiss. Now that was an interesting part. I went back and watched the other night when I read about that because that uh, yes, that took the uh, internet wrestling websites by storm, kind of. Yeah. Janela hasn't really, he's the bad guy, but he hasn't, or the bad boy, but. Oh, I think he's great at heel. 
Keep oh yeah. Out. Yeah. He, he yes. fits perfectly there. And, and um, I just wish they would have done something like that on dynamite with those two. And I hope it leads to something like a bigger push for both of them. Cause I feel like those are two talents that were two of the first talents signed to the company and they've kind of yep. got lost in the mix. Oh, I absolutely agree. Um, definitely, definitely been lost in the mix. And, you know, as we talk about things getting lost in the mix, they've been on TV every single week, the Hardy family office, but there's nothing consistent. I mean, really, the result, when you think the, result about it, the result shocked me tonight. Yeah. Yes, I agree. Um, but I think it ended the way it needed to. Yes. Which uh, a lot of back and forth action in this match. It was hard to keep up with at points because I mean we had a lot of high fly and a lot of low stuff, a lot of stuff the cameramen couldn't get turned fast enough, so you didn't see like Chucky e. T getting thrown into the uh, guardrail. You didn't see any of that stuff. What do you think of Wheeler Yuta? I think he's got a bright future ahead of him. Um, I think bringing him in with the best friends will help. I want to see what he can do against somebody his own size. It was interesting because there was a report yesterday that came out on Fightful Select that he was one of the tryouts in WWE a few months ago that impressed pretty much everybody in the company, and then they didn't end up signing him. And that's when a lot of inside people in WWE goes, uh-oh, if we're not signing guys like this, what is going on with our hiring and release process? That's when a lot of people begin to worry. Yeah. Because they said um, typically that's the talent they would sign without a doubt. So, and you know, normally I I don't we don't talk about NXT and WWE too mm -hmm. often, but I just came across an interview with Enzo. Yes, who said NXT was supposed to be what AEW is? He's not wrong. He's not wrong by any means. NXT was supposed to be that alternative to AEW yep. with all the homegrown talent. Yep, that had the fans watching. That was slowly climbing to 1 million and then doing better than raw. And then it just kind of got pushed to the wayside. And I, I will oh. say, and I kind of feel bad for um, Hunter because I think his legs are getting cut out from underneath him a little bit. And, and Vince is really just burying NXT, but NXT had two things happen against them. In my opinion, back in, it looked like they were really ready for a big move in late 2018. They were planning to build some PCs overseas, going to have NXTs like in Japan and India, if I'm not mistaken, and the UK, which they do, and all these other places. And then two, two things happened. January 2019, AEW launches. Yeah. And then 2020, then pandemic. Both of those kind of killed any hopes of them going globally with NXT. But now it's, uh, it's a dying brand. It's it's too bad because yeah we're AEW fans but, um, I mean it, it's good. when when wrestling's good it's good for everybody and it's it just it's too bad what's going on there but uh, it's what happens when you got a guy in his uh, late seventies or trying to run everything so yeah well yeah but, but I, I, yeah I like <laughs> going back to Wheeler to Utah I think he has a bright future as well um, I yeah. like that he's fitting in with the best friends while Trent's out with his neck fusion surgery. Yeah, and I think uh, as Trent comes back, we'll see Yuta kind of go on his own. Um, not really be kicked out of the best friends, but kicked out of the best friends. Yeah. <laughs> Overall, after a hard-fought match, Yuta was trying really, really hard. Um, 
Hardy got the pin on Yuta. Of course, Yuta was the one who needed to take the pin, unfortunately, because he is such a rising star, but he's still such a low man on the totem pole. To have Chucky e. T take it or Orange Cassidy would have looked bad for them. Yeah, I agree. So it was it was a good overall match. Um there's a lot of chaos. Yeah, it's just yeah, there's a <laughs> lot of bodies there. It, but it was yeah. the most surprising finish or the most surprising result in my opinion of the night. Oh yeah, I thought the best friends had this in the books. Yep. I got shocked. Me too. Uh backstage Dasha talks with Andrade about Pac's challenge. Andrade says that Pac is very ungrateful. Chavo echoes the settlements. Andre tells Pac or tells Pac that he should be careful what he wishes for. Chavo offers up the idea of Andrade and Pac at all out, and the match has become official. Yep. Love it. I think it's definitely got potential to be the match of the night. Oh, I agree. We then get a video package featuring Santana and Ortiz and FTR. Ortiz says if FTR has the stones to get into the ring with them again, they should do it. Santana says they are coming for blood over and over. FTR better show up because they aren't going anywhere. Yeah, they're definitely still pushing this, but who knows when uh, Cash Wheeler's going to be back. So hope they got something else planned in, in, in the meantime. And here's the sad part. With these video packages, this feels more like Pride and Powerful versus FTR, not Inner Circle versus Pinnacle. You're, you're 100% correct. Um, but that's what a lot of the fans wanted. And really, yeah. really, I'm glad you brought that up real quick. So I want to hit on this. Did they make a mistake back in Stadium Stampede <laughs> on the winning team? Oh. I think so. Because we've barely seen the Inner Circle together. Right. And I feel like storyline, it would have made more sense. The inner circle breaks up. Jericho's pissed off at MGF in the pinnacle. So Jericho goes, I want to get revenge for my boys that you broke us up. Then MGF lays out, well, fine, but you have to go through the um, the labors, the five labors. And, and then, it just, I don't, I think that would have made more sense than how they went about it. And then you've got pride and powerful challenging FTR saying, look, that's not, you know, we're not part of the inner circle anymore, but we can still beat you. Yeah. And then you got, still got Sammy match. and Spears and Warlow and Hager. So. Yep. And then that would make Sammy saving Jericho every week seem better. You know, yeah. if inner circle's not a thing, you don't expect Sammy to come down. Right. But when inner circle's a thing, you sit there and you wait for Sammy Guevara. 100%. And the pop. 100%. Up next, we get uh, Nyla Rose with Vicky Guerrero versus Chris Statlander and Orange Cassidy. I thought this was a mistake to have Cassidy ringside. Yeah, and one thing we forgot to mention during the um, multi-tag match between the Hardy family office and best friends, Nyla Rose came down and attacked Chris Statlander during that match, which they've done that spot now a few weeks. Uh, We saw it last week, Layla Hirsch and the Bunny. So I'm like, I don't like that. I don't like that repeat. I don't either. Repeat angle two weeks in a row. No, but um, yeah, this match um, went about how I thought it was going to. I thought it was going to be a good match. And yep. um, the victor was who I thought it was going to be. Yeah. Nyla had a lot of uh, offense throughout the match. It seemed at points that Nyla was going to get the victory, but there and again, 
Statlander, undefeated, climbing the ranks, making a run at uh, the title. She wasn't going to lose this match. No, no. Uh, they're putting her where she needs to be, where she would have been if it wasn't for her injury. Yep. I like it. Um, even if it's Thunder Rosa, Britt, and all out, we can have, how about Statlander and assuming Britt wins over Thunder Rosa, Statlander, and Britt at um, Full Gear. At um, Grand Slam. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was trying to think of the Arthur Ashe show. It was blanking on me. Yeah, because I think uh, I think uh, Grand Slam is going to be a big time event. I, I think so. I agree with you on that. So, um, yeah. So Chris Statlander gets the victory again. Cassidy ringside. I know why he's there, but this is one of those. The man literally had a match just before this. Right. Right. I don't he like. Went backstage, put his shirt back on, put the jacket back on. Popped his shades on, redid his hair, and came right back out. Right. AEW usually does a pretty good job at that of not having the guys come or gals come back on later in the show if they have had a match early on. And, and that's a good point, Paul. Yeah, I didn't like that. But he was taken out pretty quickly there at the end of that match. So yeah. it, it could have given him that time to recuperate is how they could play it off. Yeah, I suppose. Um Backstage, we see the Young Bucks with their basketball with another talking bit. <laughs> Matt says they struck again last week, getting rid of Hangman. Tonight, they showed the world why they are truly elite. Matt says for a year, they've shown they are the top of the division. Nick says next week, the match will be as easy as a layup against uh, Jurassic Express. He goes to hit a layup and Luchasaurus blocks him. Jungle Boy gets the basketball. Luchasaurus sets a big pick on Matt, and Jungle Boy scores. They taunt the champs and head off. I did laugh at the pick. <laughs> I did. Roll, but I'm like, this is cheesy, but it is funny. Um, yeah. Another point I want to make. So the last couple of weeks, we see the elite doing all basketball-themed stuff. Yeah. It's not a coincidence. Next Friday, yep. United Center, the first yep. dance. Yep. Yep. Best in the world. Yep. <laughs> okay, I'm going to say that before we get to the next video package, I'm going to say about the tweet that I sent you. I mean, just seriously, hear me out, and I want to hear your thoughts on this. Best in the world versus I'm better than you, and you know it. You know, I think eventually that I would love that. Um, Maybe not a rehash like we saw with Punk and Jericho of, you know, yeah. I'm the best in the world. I'm the best in the world at right. what I do. Right. The I, winner gets to keep saying it type of thing. But yeah, I definitely think we'll get that. I don't know how they get there. Um I, I do think Punk's first feud though will be with Darby. I think that's how they set it up. And it, which is interesting to me because Darby's a big time baby face. So there's no there's no way Punk's coming as a heel, but he could come in as a tweener, I guess. There's no Punk's way he's coming in as a, a heel as a heel in Chicago. There's no way. No. I so, I mean Maybe it's because I've been a punk fan since he stepped into the ring. Yeah. Um, but he's always been a tweener. Whether yeah. he was supposed to be a heel, he's a lot like Austin. He's a lot like Britt is right now. Um, I mean, I here's what I do if if I'm AEW, and I don't want to talk too much about CM Punk because I'm sure we will next week when we're oh, really yeah. close to Rampage more in more detail. I give him the mic. I give him 10, 15 minutes next Friday night. Go out there, say whatever you want. Don't drop any F-bombs. Boom. <laughs> Boom. That's all you got to do. And let him yep. go because he's going to bury WWE. 
he's going to say a lot of things that are going to have the internet buzzing. Just let him go. Give us let a him pipe, have his own pipe bomb. But make it clean. Yep. And yep. don't worry, we won't cut off your mic. <laughs> right, absolutely. Just, just let him go. Simple. Simple because yep. he's got to stand in the ring for like five minutes while the crowd's going ape, ape shit anyways. Oh, so. exactly. Exactly. We get uh, Up next, we get a video package of Red Velvet talking about her title match against Baker. Velvet says she can't be upset with Baker starting a new era, but isn't thrilled with Baker being at the top. Velvet says she has proved herself when she first came to AEW. Getting in the ring against everyone has helped her climb the ladder. We see clips of her segment with Baker on last week's show. The two will meet this Friday in the main event on Rampage. Yeah, no, it's it's going to be good stuff. I mean, it's the Britsburg will be uh, will be hot for uh, the doctor. So, and I feel bad for Red Velvet because we both know the outcome of this match in Britsburg. Yeah, they're not. I don't see them pulling off a stunner here. Um, no, this won't be the Britsburg screw job. But do remember, Brit is wrestling with a broken wrist. Yes, so I think it'll be a quick match. And that's why I said I kind of see maybe 10 minutes max. Yeah. Um, I think it'll be a lot of her using her left arm instead of her right until she goes for the lockjaw. They had uh, Britt Baker towels in the crowd tonight yes, um, playing off the terrible towels that the Steelers fans used, but I thought that was a really cool touch. Which, um, during the next segment, which involved Britt Baker, they got a shot on the camera of somebody actually holding up a terrible towel. So definitely yep. tied in for those who didn't know that reference. Right. Uh, so Shivani's in the ring. Actually, as usual. it's funny, funny since we're mentioning this. <laughs> Uh-oh. You've got a terrible. Oh, Tanner's got a terrible towel. This can't. Oh. And, I, oh. and I'm not a Steelers fan, but my dad, one of my dad's best friends is, and he just thought this. I needed one of these at one, one time, so. You've got a terrible towel. I have a terrible <laughs> towel. Oh, man. And I've honestly uh, never even showed the world that because I, I'm a Bronco fan. I don't, but I, I mean, it is I'm a cool towel, but I keep it. So, <laughs> yeah, you are, aren't you? I forgot about that. Oh, right now, I'm so. You've got a terrible towel, Tanner. i got a terrible towel. We oh. can't be friends anymore, I understand. But, uh, but yeah, the show that, must go on. We will. I was like, that, that's perfect. I'm in the room. And I look over. Oh my God, there's a terrible towel right there. I can't show it on camera. So oh. I'd rather be a Britt uh, Baker towel, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. Am I going to have to become the heel on KOP now? You might have to. <laughs> so put it on a shirt. Put it yeah. on a shirt. Yeah. Oh, man. So <laughs> I lost my train of thought it's now. All right. Oh, uh, Britt Baker's in the ring with Tony. You, I did not hear her music when she no, came down. No, she got a lot of pop. He knew, so he knew loud. They, were, they were waiting for that all night. So I'm surprised they waited this long. I texted you. I said, it's 9 yeah. o'clock and Brit yet. Yeah, I was too. I kept waiting. I'm like, I wonder what they're going to do to get her out there. But it was perfect sense what they did. But I think it worked better because, as we know, normally the hometown hero opens the show and then you turn the TV off. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> So, or if you're WWE, the hometown hero loses a match in their hometown after opening the show with a great promo. Yeah, <laughs> uh, that company man. Baker talks about how she wasn't afraid to step up when AEW needed a new champion to usher in a new era. Baker says she's 
she bleeds black and gold just as much as anyone in Britsburg. Baker says it's been a rough year for everyone, and she wants to present hope to the crowd and holds up the title. She tells Red Velvet she might have a glimmer of hope if she had a match anywhere else, but not in Pittsburgh. Agreed. <laughs> yeah, Red Velvet came running out, though, like a yeah. man, like she was on fire. Uh, that was, I like, that was a good little brawl there. I liked uh, Brit's. Now, Tony, let's practice this. <laughs> and Tony screwed it up. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that was uh, great. In Red Velvet, we should mention, is one of the new members of the uh, Nightmare family. Yes. They got uh, four new members this week uh, Fuego del Sol. Mm-hmm. They got um, Red Velvet. Mm-hmm. Killian King. Kylan King. King. There we go. And the Emperor, Baron Black. Baron Black. Yep. So. Now, I thought Cody mentioned two Preston Vance, but Ten's already in the Dark Order, so. Well, and let's not forget, I don't know if you watched last week's episode of Sammy's vlog. They showed Chris Masters when they said. Yeah, right. You're, that's a good point. I forgot about that. They photoshopped his head on there. That's right. That's no, right. it wasn't even his photoshopped. It was, it was Chris just Masters. Oh, okay. I thought it was photoshopped. Okay. No, you'll have to go back and watch. Oh, yeah. I, I I mean, either they look that close or that was straight Chris Masters. Okay. I'll so, have to go. go check that out. Chris Masters is now in NWA, I believe. <laughs> Which is funny because the work that AEW is doing with NWA within the women's division. Mm-hmm. And um, Punk had a feud with him at one point. <laughs> he did. He did. Seeds being planted. It could be. Could be. Uh, next, we see FTW champion Ricky Starks saying he and Brian Cage keep missing each other like two ships passing in the night. Starks says the two can meet face-to-face next week, no hook or anyone else. Cage says he doesn't believe that, but it doesn't matter because he's the machine. Looks like the two will face off next Wednesday. About time. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> About time. I'm, I'm ready to see Cage as a face, but... He's probably not going to win this match. Another guy that's taken too many L's for my liking, but yep. Starks needs to keep that FTW title. It needs to be on a heel. It needs to be in Team Taz because they're not going to go in the direction of a big man's title like you and I wanted them to. So, right. yeah, have them keep it and then break off Cage to a different story. I'm ready for something else. Yep, yep. Up next, we get the Impact Tag Champions and Impact EVP Scott Deamore. Scott Damore, yep. Damore, see? The apostrophe between the D and the A threw me off. I was like, okay, it's got to be one of two things. I'm going to screw it up either way, so we're just going for it. Yeah, he's an executive <laughs> vice president, like you said. And I remember when I first was watching TNA, like way back in the day, when it was on Fox Sports, he was oh. the manager of Team Canada that had P.D. Williams, um, Bobby Roode, um, oh gosh, Eric Young, yep. and... I don't remember the fourth guy, but yeah, he was the manager for their team. So he's been yeah. around TNA for in, slash impact for many, many years. Yes, he has. And uh, I'm glad to see where he's at. Uh, mm-hmm. I think he's trying his best with this company. Oh, yeah. And I yeah. think the partnership he's got going with AEW will definitely help get people to impact. Yeah, but now you got to go to YouTube. No more <laughs> Twitch. So I know. And didn't you say it's pay per view? Yeah, it's, it's, it's like uh it might be like a dollar ninety nine or something, but yeah, it's like yeah. a subscription thing based yeah, okay. platform. So, so unless get, you have the channel 
Charlie Access, maybe or whatever. I don't even remember what they're on. I have Access. Okay, <laughs> I don't even remember now. what they're on. So, <laughs> um, so we get the tag titles. It's uh, the Good Brothers versus Dark Order. Dark Order is accompanied by Colt Cabana and nobody else, as there's still heat between the Dark Order right now as to how they handled Hangman last week. Yep. Lots of back and forth action in this. Um, a lot more offense from Dark Order than I was anticipating. I didn't see the Good Brothers dropping this. No, Again, I didn't either. Not an Impact team. Nope. If this would have been anybody else from Impact, it could have changed hands. Tonight. Sure, sure. Not and, against Dark Order, though. And the Good Brothers lost at the Fin Juice not too long ago, and then they won it back. So. Yep, yep. Um, We see Cutler trying to screw everything up as usual. He pulls Uno off the apron in a really weird little segment. Yeah, it was not um, smooth at all. No, because like Uno looked at him and then lifted his leg and then Cutler pulled. Yeah, it was it was uh, timing. Like, okay. yeah. yeah. It was kind of like the uh Juventud Guerrera and then Chris, Chris <laughs> Jericho last week. The timing was just a little off. Yeah, I think uh Cutler needs to get back into the ring to start yeah, knocking I wonder if off he's some not of that rust. cleared yet with his um, facial fracture. Um well he got punched in the face tonight, so... <laughs> okay, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cabana came around and just straight to the face. Um, Cutler's working his way backwards up the ramp to get away from Cabana as out walks Frankie Kazarian as only Frankie can with the hood up, zipped all the way up, and just drops the hood. And Frankie was on impact um, this past week. Yep, attacking the yep. elite. He's going to fall wherever they go. I like it. I do too. I think it's I'm a waiting great for your segment. buddy, your buddy CD to come back. I think we'll see it sooner. Yep. Hopefully, he said so. I think so too. I, I gotta believe. He's the not man. done just yet. Nope. Um, the Good Brothers, like we talked about, picked up the victory on this one via pinfall with the Magic Killer. Yep. Uh, still such a cool move. Yep. We get a video package for the NWA World's Championship match coming up at Empower um, on the 28th. So, looking yep, forward from, from to St. that. St. Louis. Yep. Yes. Uh, I think Layla's got a big challenge against her. I uh, hope she can get some good offense in there, but I don't think it's changing hands quite yet. No, no. They're going to keep on Camille for a while, I think. Um Yep. She just looks like money. She looks like a million oh, bucks. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. But I like Layla being in the spotlight. It's pretty cool for her and pretty cool for AEW, too. Absolutely. Uh, we go back to the ring with none other than Tony Schiavone. <laughs> I think the band spends more time in the ring now, than some of the wrestlers do. I do wish they would kind of get JR in more of these segments, but. Or Excalibur. I, I, do, I do like, yeah, or Excalibur. I do like JR more in the backstage ones when he can sit down. I don't think he would be for standing up. Right. But I feel like Tony, yeah, he's involved with these like way too much. Or get, get Marvez out there in front of the people. Yeah, I like Marvez backstage. Yeah. Just personal choice. <laughs> um, Tony says, you know, for the last couple of weeks, you've been saying, you're going to issue me an apology for what you've done to me, QT. Of course, Tony addresses him as QT Marshall, and he yeah, doesn't correct Marshall. him to it being Marshall. 
and uh, Aaron Solo now has no W. So I don't, I don't get the factory at all. I don't like them. <laughs> I don't either. Um, there's no point. It's a faction that makes no the, sense. The only member of the factory I was intrigued by is Hurt, and that was a go-go. Yep. I could care less yep. about the others. I'm sorry. <laughs> it was cool the night they turned on Cody, but after that, it's been too predictable. Yep. Uh, QT says that if Tony doesn't apologize, they're going to take out his son, Chris. Uh, Nick Camarado yanks Tony's son into the ring. He gets punched in the stomach. Tony ends up apologizing, calling him an SOB. And uh, they QT hits the cutter on Tony's son, Chris. And out from the back, we heard confusing music. You and I are still trying to figure this music out because it sounded like it started off with, well, or it was very similar to that. But out came uh, Paul White, and he gets into the ring the only way that Paul White can. Solo gets thrown into White, or shoved into White, I should say, and takes a really big choke slam. That was an awesome choke slam. I know Solo's a little guy, so I knew Paul would get him up, but I loved it. It was just, you know, no hand on the back, just one-handed. Yep. Great, uh, awesome debut for his first in-ring action, so to speak. And I was just wondering yesterday, I swear to God, when's Paul White going to get in the ring and do something for AW? Because I'm like, was it really worth all the big hype bringing him in just to be a commentator on elevation? Yep. So I, the whole time he stared at QT and they kept, uh, JR especially kept mentioning that there's a really good bond between Tony and Paul from their yep. time working together on elevation. So I'm interested to see. I hope this turns into something not like, you know, the factory versus nightmare family where it was like two matches and oh, it's gone. Right, <laughs> right, yeah. I hope yeah, we didn't gonna, see him come out, choke slam solo, and then next week we won't acknowledge it at all. Yeah, if you're going to put QT Marshall on my TV, have him get beat up by Paul White, I'm all for that. Yeah, I mean, he tried to kill Fuego. <laughs> yes, he did. Sammy, Sammy Guevara vlog reference for anybody who's confused by, by that. So go yes. check out Sammy's vlog. Which, uh, even though QT failed to kill Fuego, Miro is going to do it Friday night as we get Literally. a run down. For the three matches set for Rampage. And again, those are Kenny Omega versus Christian Cage for the Impact title. Uh, Miro and Fuego Del Sol for the TNT title. And Britt versus Red Velvet for the women's title. Then we got a preview for some matches next week on Dynamite. The Unbucks uh, defending their tag team titles versus Jurassic Express. Sean Spears versus Sammy Guevara with a major announcement to follow the match. Yeah. Uh, don't know what that's about, but we'll tune in next week to find out. Darby Allen and Sting versus 2.0 in a Texas Tornado tag match. Yeah, perfect, perfect uh, format for Sting. Um, Sting's dynamite debut in ring. Yes, yes. And then uh, we see the video package from Elevation where Janela turned on Sunny Kiss. Yep. Very short version of it, but. Yeah, it was, but it was the meat <laughs> of it, so. And then on to labor number four, or as it's now being called, the five labors of Jericho chapter four. Yeah. It's changed every week, I think. Yeah, I still think they should have had five chapters of it, and then he faced in, in MJF. I think yeah. they kind of blew the title in the process, but that's just me. I think it's leading to something either big at all out, or 
Jericho is still fighting that shoulder or that elbow injury and is looking to find a way to write himself off. Well, that's going to be the but fifth, right? Him and G- MJF had all out. Uh, no, it's next week. Really? Uh, yep. Next week. Oh, how did I yeah. miss that? <laughs> it was oh. in the tail end of the uh, show. Yeah, I, oh. I, I I didn't really catch what happened right after the match, but I, oh, I, I heard, I mean, you, you, you explained to me the no, couldn't use the Judas effect or the, or the Judas entrance music, but I figured the match was all out. Huh. Nope, it is next week. So uh, oh. Jericho quickly attacked Wardlow. It didn't last long. He didn't get a whole lot of offense during this match. I thought this was going to be the end of it. I mean, Wardlow hit like 10 power bombs on the guy. I did not see him pulling off that Judas effect. But, of course, uh, MJF climbed into the ring to interfere by giving uh, Wardlow the AEW Dynamite Diamond. Failed because Ref Aubrey caught him, as she does, because she's good at what she does. <laughs> like some other referees in the company? Rick Knox. <laughs> yeah, not that, yeah. <laughs> I just like picking on Knox. He's a no, good ref. Yeah. Um, she throws him out, and in all of the chaos of him being thrown out, uh, I noticed that Mr. Beep himself, Charlie, was trying to keep MJF back, and that's, again, another Sammy Vlog reference. Basically, if you don't watch Sammy's Vlog, go watch it. Yeah. <laughs> You'll figure out who the guy with the bandana is that comes out to stop MJF every single week. Um, MJF uses Floyd, hits Wardlow with it, into the Judas effect, one, two, three. Jericho moves on to MJF. Yeah, this, uh I'm still blown away by that the, that match happening next week. Um, that just blows my mind because I don't know what they're going to do it all out then. Um, well, post-match, they say that next week it will be Jericho versus MJF. Spears runs down to the ring, attacks Jericho. Sammy Guevara runs down. First time in the labors that Sammy's music didn't hit prior to him running out, which kind of threw me off. Uh, MJF then gets back into the ring locks in the salt of the earth on Jericho's bad arm. MJF gets on the mic after Hager comes down and they all scatter because now, of course, the odds are even. And MJF gets on the mic says next week they will face each other, but he's taking away something from Jericho in their match. He says no Judas effect is allowed, not even the music. Jericho's coming out to dead silence next week so that them, and he's talking about the fans can't sing along to his music oh they're gonna sing louder than ever oh absolutely they're gonna be the entrance music next week mjf predicts that next week jericho hasn't just met his match he's met his successor maxwell jacob friedman yeah i this whole time i thought they'd be fighting it all <laughs> out and, and how the bill's been going i thought jericho's gonna win yeah now i'm not um, so sure <laughs> I think uh, I think to get us to all out, Jericho beats MJF next week somehow by a fluke, and so Jericho is celebrating MJF. You know, the pinnacle attacks, and MJF says, "No, that's not how this is going to end. I'm going to beat you September fifth at all out." 
Well, it needs to be something. If that's the case, then with Jericho's career on the line or something. Because Oh, I agree. I think it's time for – and I know he's got Fozzie coming up and stuff, but I think it's time for him to start transitioning into that more commentator backstage role part-time in-ring guy. Yes, especially if he's going to be on commentary in Rampage. Yeah. So or I think on it, Rampage, I should say, not in. I think it's time for him to – he can still be on TV now and then and wrestle now and then, but he doesn't need to be on every week. Right, and I'm trying to look here. Uh, Columbus, Ohio, is on September 2nd is Fozzie's first uh, tour date. And I know he's made a tour's work in the past. I mean, he's made sure he's there for the shows on Wednesday. But Yeah, they're in the Apollo Theater the 4th, and then they're in Kansasville, Wisconsin on the 6th. So very close to Chicago, yep. allowing him to be there for All Out. Right, right. So Sadly, just give away that Jericho's going to be on the All Out <laughs> pay-per-view, most likely against MJF with yeah. his career on the line. And, but Doc Sampson was checking out his elbow after the match, so they're either just doing a good job selling it, or he did did have a legit possible injury. So we'll have to right. see. Yes, we will. So, your thoughts on the show overall? Yeah, good show. Uh, better than I th- expected. It went by uh, really fast, but there was nothing that bored me to death. I would say I've been going with sevens a lot lately. I'm going to give this one a seven point five. Okay. Uh, I'm right there with you. I thought we had a lot of good action tonight. A lot of surprises. Uh, there were two different matches that I thought were going to go one way, and they went the other, so I was excited for that. Who's your wrestler of the night? Chris Statlander for staying undefeated. All right. So, especially like against... That. Now, if it was, you know, against Red Velvet or some dark talent, I, I wouldn't have picked her, but it was against Nyla Rose who she has lost to in the past. So that's why she got my wrestler of the night. Mine is going to be a guy in a losing effort, Dante Martin. Okay. I just stole the show in the first match tonight. Uh, They kind of gave him the ball and he ran with it. And I think they're going to put him in more big time matches going forward because he definitely deserved it. And when Darius comes back, I want to see them competing. Maybe not right away, but building some wins up and competing for the tag team titles again. Yeah, I say give him six, eight months after he yep. comes back and they're challenging for gold. Yep, because eventually, you know, the Bucks are great, FTR is great, but eventually we need to get to where it's these young teams that are competing for it. Absolutely. Constantly. Absolutely. Agree with you 100%. So any other uh, AEW topics you want to hit on before we close for the night? I'm looking forward to Rampage. Me too. <laughs> Me too. I'm just this looking forward Friday to what's the, what's the presentation going to look like, what's going to yep. sound like, um, yep. what's the setup going to look like. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of guys in limbo right now, rumored to come to AEW. Yep. I hope they don't all come to AEW because that would just there's not room for everybody. The there's not exactly. room for everybody. They're going to pick and choose. Um, in some, maybe there's some that we're really thinking that are going to come and they're not going to come. So. Yeah, I, I think the two big ones that'll be coming though will be Punk and uh, uh, Brian Brian Danielson. Danielson. Yeah, I yeah. think I think they're for Please, sure coming. Yeah, throw a blank on his name for a minute. I think they're for sure coming. I think uh, Ruby Soho's coming. And after this week, Buddy Murphy. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, thank you. <laughs> I forgot about that already. Yeah, there are a lot of connections with his his little uh, vignette to Malachi Black. So, yep. Um, Been locked yeah, up for eight years. I love, yep, I love that. And the 90 extra days, the little, yep. little hints there. And you remember Moxley had a oh, similar yeah. one to break out. Everybody's breaking out of prison. So, <laughs> yep. Um, Bray Wyatt, not sure. It's still too early. Um, Ron Strowman, I hope they stay away from him, but I'm not interested. No. Um, a lot of talent out there. A lot, a lot of good talent. So yeah. uh, we'll see. The Adam Cole, I don't know. We're going to see. Uh, it sounds like I've, he had a really good, really good meeting with Vince. And if, if the numbers are reportedly true, if he's going to get offered a million a year that for main roster, that's going to be hard for him to turn down. Yeah, but I think he's got to take into fact how many other guys have been put on that main roster and then buried. Well, if I'm Adam Cole, the only way I'm re-signing with WWE is if I get a no-cut contract, <laughs> which doesn't happen very often, but some right. guys can do it. Because if, if if I'm anybody right now, I'm not signing with WWE unless I get a no-cut contract. Exactly. And, I mean, especially Vince. Vince knows the star power that is Adam Cole, even but, but, if he doesn't admit it. That's another thing I respect about AEW is they don't really fire people. They just let their contracts run out and silently let them go. Like Awesome Kong and Mel, they're not getting ripped on for letting them go. They just let their contract expire. Not only do they not look bad as a company for firing somebody, especially during a pandemic, but also they save the talent some dignity. Yeah. Yeah. You know, they tried to do their best when uh, Smiling Kai... Yeah, smiling Kylie Ray. There oh, we yeah. go. As for her release, uh, although I I think that was a little shady on her part. She said it was for you know her mental health, and then showed up on the Indies two days later. She she can't stay anywhere. She she <laughs> then with Impact, and then she got out of Impact. Now she's in NWA, so she can't. Yeah, she can't stay anywhere. Yeah, great talent, uh, just can't yes. stay with the company. So right, right. Um, but yeah, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing what AEW has in the future. Yeah, no, it's, it's been a fun ride since they got back touring with fans, and it looks like it's going to be fun. Again, starting next week in Houston, and then next Friday night, uh, the first dance, Rampage in Chicago. Um, and then after yep. that, I think they go to uh, Milwaukee, I believe, the following week for Dynamite. Yeah, and they then Chicago, the Chicago, 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 yep. Cincinnati. And then they go out east to uh, um, Newark, then Queens. Then Rochester, then I believe Philadelphia and Boston. Yeah, so yep. hitting some space, hitting some spots they're supposed to go to before the pandemic started. So. Right, and I think that's great. You know, um, I know they're kind of avoiding Rochester, New York, right now. They were set to go there, and they haven't confirmed that they'll be back yet. Yes, that it's on AW Ticks. Um, oh, it is now for September 29th, the week after Queens. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, so about the time they were supposed to be there pre pandemic. No, no, no. They were supposed to be there for Brody and Matt Hardy's debut. That was the following week from Salt Lake. That was okay. in March. Okay. That was supposed to be the last show before the Newark blood and gut show. Oh, that's right. That's yeah, right. Yeah, we were two weeks away from Blood and Guts when yeah. everything shut down. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, so they canceled Blood and Guts. It feels like five <laughs> years ago. It does. Uh, I am excited for them to come back to uh, or get to Rochester. Yep. Um, I think it's going to be great. 
I think there's going to be a huge welcoming to them. Um, Especially in Dark Order. And I know we're going to, well, yeah, they're going to win every match there in that night. I don't think they'll be in every match again like they were with the Brody Lee no. show. But, uh, yeah, they're definitely going to win. And I think we'll see references to Brody throughout the night. Well, and particularly if that is the following week, say Brian Danielson does show up at the Grand Slam event on the 22nd, the week before, then that's going to be a big part of that show is going to be him. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But maybe he shows up. If he does show up, maybe he shows up before then. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Yeah, we'll see what happens between yep. now and uh, All Out. <laughs> Getting close. Can't wait. Getting yep. close. So, final thoughts for you tonight, then. I don't think I have any other thoughts. Um, of course, well, I guess one thing, Max Caster. Uh, a lot of rumors Ooh. that he's been released, but those are fake rumors. Uh, the claim did get pulled last night from Dark. They were supposed to be on there, and then they got... Uh, pulled and a different match got advertised and it sounds like maybe he's got a few future appearances pulled. I could see them making him do a training situation and some um, classes like Sammy Guevara had to, and then making them come back because he's got a very bright future. Shouldn't yeah. have said what he said, but it shouldn't have got approved either. Uh, I don't right. know who exactly is to blame, but um it's <laughs> going to be interesting because TV last week. <laughs> he's so good at dissing people with his raps. I hope he yeah. doesn't have to change his gimmick too much. But um, I don't think he's he been will. Dead silent on social media. So yeah, um, I did see a report, and again, I don't know how close this is. Uh, you're you've got more of the fight full select than I do. Um, that he has been suspended for two months and is being required to take sensitivity training classes. That would make sense if that's true. So, so. he. Was said he was not fired, just suspended. So. That would make sense. Um, like I said, he shouldn't have said what he said. You can get away with that in 1999, 2000, the Attitude Era. Nowadays, you can't. Right. Um, and, but who, like I said, what, what makes me frustrated was there were six days that was should <laughs> yeah. have edited, should have never aired. I don't know. Exactly. They could have brought commentary that. back in to do a voiceover. Right. Of, that, that was, know, I don't know. Package for who Rampage the heck and then say, oh. that that's okay. And yeah, it's not okay. Yeah, it's very simple. You put a video package up for Rampage, that quick little 10, 15 second, 30 second thing, and then have the commentators uh, do a voiceover saying, you know, everybody's in the ring. Let's get this match started. We're not waiting any longer. And then there you go. All exactly. Fixed. Exactly. So, but so. other than that, I don't really have any other thoughts. Looking forward to next week's, uh, or looking forward to Rampage on Friday and next week's Dynamite and next Friday's Rampage and doing. KOP next week and uh, go get yep. some kicking out podcast merch uh, com slash kicking out podcast. We got three t-shirt designs on there. So if you enjoy our podcast and want to support us and look great doing so, please uh, buy some merch. And uh, go follow the kicking out podcast on all social media at kicking out pod. Follow Tanner Lee at Tanner Lee nine two. And you can follow myself at Paul Zartman 921. That's all. That's our handles for pretty much everything. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or you can search us up by our names. That works You'll, too. You know what we look like. Yep. So with that being said, join us again next week as we kick out yet another podcast. <laughs> <laughs>